With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Very special episode, bonus episode. Um, so it's always important to talk about drafting, right? That's why you play Dynasty. That's why you trade draft picks. Um, it's also important to talk about how you come together. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. Then we're going to get to the meat of our show. Before we get to that, I'd like to talk to you about DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Hey, here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner, just like there's no offseason in Dynasty Fantasy Football. The rookie draft matters. We're going to talk about that today. Free agency matters and every contract matters. So come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contract and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. Hey, do you think three rounds is enough? If not, tell the guys over at Dynasty Owner. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. Mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for rookie drafts this May. Hey, that's now. Today's the 17th when this is being recorded. I don't know when you're listening to it. Mock drafts are open now in desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more in mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Not Netscape Navigator compatible. You cannot use Errol's internet to get on it. But that being said, very special episode today, like I mentioned to you previously. So, I want to talk to you a little bit about Sons of Dynasty. Sons of Dynasty is very important. Our good friend BZ runs it over there, helps run it. I'm not sure exactly which. I could let him tell you that in a little bit. But Sons of Dynasty is where I met our co-host, Porkman. And, uh, you know, he's obviously become a very good friend since then. So, Porkman, welcome to this bonus episode. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Just, just grinding, grinding every day. Yeah, we've been talking. Dry. For like the last two hours here, you know, we've been for a little bit. So we did the show first. Now we're coming back and recording the intro. You could also hear the show. Um, if you listen to the Ball Bass podcast, you'll be hearing basically the same show. But go ahead and listen to them anyway. They're going to record a different intro. They're going to put their music in. They're going to add their flair to it. They're fantastic. We finally got to talk to them. Really enjoyed it. So, um, but Porkman, how did you get involved in the Sons of Dynasty League? I believe um, I've been following BZ for a while. He sent me the invite. Um, same thing with you? Yeah, same thing. I was uh, friends with Pauly Sleepers first, and okay. then BZ hit me up. And, you know, I was just deciding to put some, you know, random takes on, make people laugh about how terrible some of my players that I like were. And uh, he slid in my DM. was like, hey, I want you in this league. You seem like a cool dude. And it's been history ever since. You know, it's just been 
probably the one of the other than my children being born, the best times I've ever had in my life meeting awesome people, being able to pie with with you, Mike, Chev, and and um and Nate and Gary Price, awesome guy. Yeah. It's probably one of the, the the best times I had in my life. It's it's definitely been fun. So big shout out to BZ. Those guys over at Sundays of Dynasty, the Undroppables, um, bringing us together, really. So I guess we could say without that, uh, the Dynasty Rewind, what it is today, wouldn't really exist because I might not know Porkman. Um, sadly, I wouldn't have a podcast co-host, but even more sad, more sad, great grammar by your host here. Um, but even worse, I guess we could say, is I wouldn't have a great friend of Porkman. So um, we're talking today, the meat of the show again. It's going to be our draft, four-round rookie draft. You're going to be looking at about an hour and 15 minutes-ish. This is a bonus episode, so we're just trying to keep you guys entertained. You know, everyone's locked down right now, except for me and Porkman. We're going to work every day. Porkman, you're going to work every day. Slinging waters. That's right, slinging waters. I'm turning wrenches at the shop, you know. Got to do what I got to do. Got to keep that hustle going to keep my little girl fed, keep my girls happy. But um, so why is this important? Some people say, who cares about somebody else's draft? Well, it's important because if we're quote-unquote fantasy analysts, you need to see what we're doing. So you can either learn from our success or learn from our mistakes. Now I'm going to, spoiler alert, Michelle Majuk, she won the league last year. Listen, hats off to her. Um, we're going to have her, Kate, some other people from the league. I don't want to give too too much away. They they She won it. She did a fantastic job. Picks. Minimal, only one. What'd she do with it? You have to listen to find out. But the fact of the matter is, that's why this is important. This is the time for us to put our money where our mouth is. So who drafted a guy like LaMichael P. Ryan? Who drafted Van Jefferson? You know what I mean? Like we 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 talk about these guys a lot. Now, Porkman, before we get into that, before I, you know, I, I take a little break here and talk about, you know, we go into the draft. You're going to hear me saying I'm the interim host. You created quite the Twitter shitstorm last yes, week. Yes, I did. Because you said, and I, I want to talk to you about this real quick, because I may or may not agree with you. You said Van Jefferson is greater than Justin Jefferson. So here's your platform. You're on this podcast. This is your platform to speak your mind. Explain, please. All right. So obviously, you know, I, and I don't. I want to start this off by saying this. I like Justin Jefferson. It's not the fact that I do not like him. It's just the fact that Van Jefferson is in a better opportunity to succeed more than Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. Um, Gary Kubiak, obviously, is offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings right now. Very run-heavy offense. And, you know, they do a lot of bootlegs, little short passes. Um, And I'm not really sure if that's going to fit with what he did. Um, I'm, so it's going to be tough to see reading the tea leaves if Joe Burrow made Justin Jefferson or if Justin Jefferson made Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, looking at Van Jefferson, on the other hand, he had, uh, as I would say, doo-doo, throwing him the ball on that team in Florida. Yeah, putting it lightly, yeah. <laughs> um, he... He ran very, very crisp and good routes and made had to catch some tough balls out there. Um, 
So I think his route running is going to get him open. And as I always say, route running creates separation, and separation creates a better opportunity for you to catch the ball. Um, so in closing for that, I just feel like, you know, he got Jared Goff throwing the ball, he's a younger, younger quarterback, and Sean McVay getting the offense together. With him having that offense together, it's history shown that you can support three wide receivers on that team. And it's a possibility also that one of those receivers can be cut next year. Um, and barring injury, you know, when you had Cooper Cup getting hurt last year, somebody had to step up. The problem was they had nobody to step up. Just uh, Van Jefferson couldn't be that guy to step up and play well within that offense and beat out Josh Reynolds and play very, very well. Okay. I mean, I, I get it. <clears throat> I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I'm nine times out of 10, probably taking Justin Jefferson or Van Jefferson, um, you know, if, if on the clock there, that being said, I'd be happy with either player. So, um, Hey, both of these players got taken in this draft, obviously each of us got one of them. So, you know what? You're going to have to tune in. Well, you're obviously tuned in already. If you're listening, you're going to have to continue listening, see who got who and where. So I think you're going to like it. I hope you like it. Um, <clears throat> there's some good analysis from everybody involved here. Um, so listen, I hope you enjoy Porkman before we roll it to the bulk of the show. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, just enjoy this. Uh, enjoy this draft. It was a fun time. It was a lot of fun laughs and, it's very it's some great people that we that we uh, draft together. I give big ups to BZ for that. Yeah, BZ, thank you again, man. You know it was great. Uh, loving that you put this league together. Loving that you came on tonight to talk to us. Um, so depending on when you listen to this, this was recorded on May seventeenth. It doesn't make it outdated. It's just is what it is. We're talking about the past anyway. We are the Dynasty Rewind. So what I'm going to do is this. Porkman and I recorded this intro afterwards. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for all your support, especially you, Sean. Love you, Sean. You're an awesome guy. Um, After the show's over, I'm going to just roll music. So, hey, listen, I'm going to say it right now. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? At FFPorkman. And you can follow me on Twitter at TheMBower85 if you are so inclined. However, I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please check out our Facebook group. Check out our Instagram page. Check out our YouTube channel. More great things to come from there. But until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Stay tuned for the meat of the show. And we'll see you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right, everybody, so this is it. This is what you've all been waiting for. Why is it important when we talk about drafts? I know everybody has their own drafts, but we're all, quote-unquote, fantasy analysts. So the important thing is you have to see what we're doing to understand why we tell you certain things. So we're going to talk today about something that brings us all together, and that's the Sons of Dynasty League that we're all in together. So we have a very, very special, special episode today. I'm your quote-unquote interim host, Michael Bauer. I'm the host of the Dynasty Rewind. If you want to hear me curse and challenge people to fights, you could follow me at the Back Row Eagles show, too. I do that as well, somewhat frequently. So anyway, you can find me on Twitter at TheMBauer85, and we're going to start off with first-round draft pick hoarder and known Dallas Cowboys fan, Nick Richardson. Nick, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing well, my brother. Are we doing well? Are we great? You still oh, yeah. them boys down there? 
I had we are we are go cowboys all right we are go cowboys so um this is nick's first podcast appearance ever just remember nobody's listening right now we're just recording that's right all right so we're gonna move right along somebody who's not new to podcasting that's my good friend phil porkman simmons porkman how we doing tonight I'm doing all right. I got my nice Jack Daniels bottle here. You know, regular podcasting day for me. I'm ready to talk about this draft. He's got a bottle of Jack Daniels and a dresser. That is his studio equipment. So I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's high tech or make it work. It is what it is. So um, now we have two people next to. I've been looking forward to talking to for a long time. I've been following them for a long time on Twitter. I'm a fan of their podcast. I listen whenever they put one out. That is a ball blast, girls. We're going to start first with Kate Majuk. Kate, how are we today? Wow, you said that perfectly. No one has ever pronounced your name that well, oh actually. Oh, my gosh. That was yeah, great. That, was, that was seamless. I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited. I, I joined this league this offseason, blew up the entire team, acquired some draft capital. So I actually have something to talk about. If I did not do that, I would have had zero picks. That, that is correct. The reason I said your name correctly is because I do listen to the podcast. I love it. The next person I'd like to introduce, she's the hammer of the league. She is the league champion. She's the one that told us how to pronounce the last name correctly. That is Michelle Majuk. So the champ is here. Michelle, how are we tonight? Hey, hey, I'm good. Uh, I didn't have too much involvement in this draft because I sold my soul for Saquon Barkley, but it got me the championship. So I'm- You have to do that sometimes, though, don't that you? That it did. Yeah. Mm. Last but not least, he was not the league champion, but he is definitely the hammer of the league overall. He's the man that brought us all together. Without him, there would be no pork man on the Dynasty Rewind. There'd be no pork man in my life, which would be very, very sad. So we got my man, Beezy. Beezy, how are you tonight? I'm good, brother. How are you guys doing? I'm great. It's good to talk to you again. It's been about four hours and 30-some minutes since we last spoke, but it feels like a lifetime. So before we get started... (laughs) Tell us a little bit about Sons of Dynasty. Tell us about the Undroppables. We want to know everything about what you do. All right. Well, you know, Sons of Dynasty, that was uh, just something that kind of came up out of the blue one day, just kind of threw it together, um, started this league, and then it ended up becoming a, you know, like a little bit of a group. It's uh, me and D Brown and Dynasty Dude. We kind of run that show. Um, You know, we've been doing it now for a little while, just kind of, you know, slowly building it not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves, kind of learn things as we go, get a pod going, that kind of stuff. Um, you saw we were kind of getting some shirts together, so that's kind of cool. And uh, and then we're also a part of the Undroppables, which was, uh, you know, it's a league that was done. Oh, I'm sorry, a league. It was a, a group that was brought together by Chalk and Term. And, um, you know, I mean, they put together a, a heck of a crew, and we've just been going pretty hard. I mean, we got Poly Sleepers in there. We got, um, you know, Terminator, Dino Game Theory, Stoner, D Brown, Chalk, myself, the Moose. Um, so we got a lot of guys that are going crazy. You know, we're bringing on writers. Uh, we just brought on a doctor um, to kind of do injury analysis and all that kind of stuff. So we've got a lot going on over there as well. But it's going really, really well. Man, that that's great. I'm glad you guys are doing good. All you guys are amazing. They're all fantastic follows. So go check them out. Um, over at the Undroppables and over at Sons of Dynasty, you will not regret it. So let's talk about the draft here. All right, so we're going to start it off, and um, obviously this is a rookie-only draft. So there's four rounds, unless I'm missing something. It was four rounds, right? Because that's all that's coming up on my screen. 
Yeah. So by the way, four. yeah, it was just four. I want to say sleeper for as good as they are. There's a couple glitches that they need to fix. We're just going to get Absolutely. into that real quick. There needs to be a counter offer button. Yes. That's where MFL kind of beats out sleeper. I just want to think about it. I want to counter offer. But that being said, I tried to print out the, um, the draft and it only let me print out the first 10 picks. Um, this is a 12 team league. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is full PPR. Correct. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Probably, probably should have looked at that before. So, um, first pick off the draft was a uh, flea flicker 10 and he took Jonathan Taylor. All right. So I'm just going to keep going until we get to one of our picks, which isn't going to take very long. Um, the second pick <laughs> and, and you understand why we said Nick was a first round draft pick hoarder in about eight seconds. So, um, the second pick of the draft was Nick rich and he actually has the next one, two, four picks. Um, so his first pick of the draft was Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the 102. So Nick, just briefly, do you want to touch on your 102 pick? Yeah, for sure. And before we do that though, I am not a hoarder. I want to know that I traded one of them away to you. You got you, the 106. You did. And we're gonna get there. It's all right. Uh, You're pretty upset you know, about it though. Nick, you wouldn't sell one of your top picks for Saquon Barkley. I was like, that just, is not true. I wouldn't sell all of my top picks for Saquon. You, won't even, you said you wouldn't even put in the one on two. I sent you two and three, you but you wanted two and three and Evans. Okay, that is long. We can go. <laughs> Anyways, I was really, really hoping that Flea was going to take uh, Clyde Edwards at one on one because I wanted Jonathan Taylor. Like he is just, he's the safest running back in this draft. Like. He's got the upside. He's safe. He's that O line and Indy. It's perfect. It's a perfect fit. But you know, I actually had Clyde Edwards Hilaire at my at the 107 pre-draft. And I let it jump up so high because of the Kansas City Chiefs and the first round draft capital. But I knew going into it, I wanted running backs. So Clyde Edwards with that pass catching uh, ability, upside of you know 80, 90. 100 targets if we're lucky um it's there's there's no no doubt i'll risk a i'll risk a high draft pick on a running back for that all day long okay um i believe it is our very own michelle that will tell you that damian williams is still there um <laughs> so just let it be known that hey listen i watched andy reeds bumble his way for 14 years in philadelphia just because he got a brand new shiny toy doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play with it. So um, anyone that says that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a shortcut 101, I hope I'm not offending anybody here. That's lazy analysis because Damian Williams is still there. So until he's not there, Jonathan Taylor, CEH, Portman, calm down with that that Jack Daniels there right out of the bottle. Um, they're savage. interchangeable. One savage, one, one, dude. <laughs> he is savage. That's why we love Portman. You know what I mean? Guarantee that the lip of that bottle takes like Taylor Pork Roll too. So moving on. Uh, um, yeah, you just wrap it around. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Which should have been my pick because my team was, as Porkman will put it, straight up, but I uh, got traded to Nick Rich again. And with the 1-3, he took J.K. Dobbins. So, Nick, again, briefly, your logic on J.K. Dobbins. J.K. is my favorite running back in this draft. He is, he is, he is the most complete. He is of everything. He's just as dynamic and as running the ball as Jonathan Taylor and has the ability to catch and run the routes as Clyde Edwards. Edwards, Edwards Hilaire is better at making people miss overall, I think, but JK is not that far behind. 
He can run the ball. He's yeah. he is a complete running back. And mm-hmm. with the Ravens and that offense, there's no chance he was getting away. Perfect fit, unlike OJ's glove. So moving on to the one four, what should be Beasy's pick. You guys are going to be really shocked about this. Nick Richardson again at the one four. He took DeAndre Swift running back for the Detroit Lions. So Nick talking to you a lot, but again, could you explain your DeAndre Swift pick for us, please? Yeah. DeAndre Swift is the riskiest, in my opinion, of the running back of the top tier running backs. Okay. He had the injury, you know, he's constantly hurt a little bit um, at his time at Georgia, but he also has the upside and I'm not too concerned. Like KJ is still there and we were all hyped about KJ last year. But he didn't do anything, and he was constantly hurt as well. They spent the capital on DeAndre Swift. Swift's got the routes. He's a, he's a complete running back. He was, for the most part, prior to the end of this season, a top two, regardless running back. It was him and JT for most people. And then he drops down to running back four, running back five to some people because of injuries or Lions and whatever else. Like he's He's got risk, but he's also got the same upside as the first three. Like all top four of these running backs have the same elite RB one kind kind of upside. Okay, so that's the Andre Swift at the one four. Also, um, since I don't know everyone here, I wish people would just put their regular names in here. Uh, at the one five, it would be R Bumhart ninety five with a Bears logo. Believe it or not, he actually traded that pick to Nick Richardson. And <laughs> with the 1-5, he took C.D. Lamb, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. I know you find it hard to believe that uh, Cowboys fan would take C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm an Eagles fan. No apologies needed there. Um, but I still have C.D. Lamb as my wide receiver one in this class. So, again, Nick, briefly, if you could tell us your logic between the C.D. Lamb pick. He's the receiver one. There's I don't care about the landing spots. He was you know, we don't. I don't want another AJ Brown situation where he slips. Um, he's going to an offense that isn't AJ Brown like with the Titans. He's, you know, he may not get elite amount of target share year one, but in year three, he will. Amari Cooper will only be on the Cowboys for two more years. After his the way his contract is structured, he's gone. There's it's not a really a hundred million dollar contract with him, and CD is going to slide into that alpha role with Dallas in two years, and he is an alpha receiver. He is a commanding receiver. He's not, a, you know, he doesn't burn. I think he ran a four, five, Oh, or four, five, something. He's fast um, but he, Michael Thomas ran a four or five. Like He's you don't, you don't need elite, elite speed, but he runs crisp routes. He contests the ball. He goes up for it. He tracks it unbelievably. And with Dak not being the most accurate, him being able to track it, that's pretty, it's significant for a receiver with Dak. Absolutely. Nick, I would have had the same four picks that you went with, with Clyde Edwards, Dobbins, Swift. Yeah. It would have been hard between Swift and Judy. Like, I, I, that would have been a hard decision. See, that's not even hard for me. It's it's Lamb I, all the way. Well, no, Lamb, but Lamb is the easy pick, but I'm saying Swift. Or oh, Swift or Judy. Yeah. Um, and I, I do agree with taking that running back, because if you hit on the running back, you can sell him for so much. Like it's, Exactly. And you can hit on those rookie running backs fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have probably went with the twist side thinking I was going to sell him. If it if it wasn't for the Cowboys and I love CD Lamb just from his play in general, I thought hard about another running back instead of instead of CD. And it wasn't it was gonna I thought hard about Cam Akers because I know y'all love Cam Akers, but um, <laughs> he's got he's got the talent and the ability 
Um, but I just figured, you know, if I'm taking three elite running back prospects, let me go ahead and get the alpha one from this class too. Levy Land, you had to go with. You had four picks. You yeah. got to go with him. Yeah. Also, and he's your boy. Come on. That's my, and, and I couldn't let my cowboy bias get yeah. too far away. But also, let's talk about the fact that you also own Amari Cooper. So, like, you mm -hmm. heard that that sort of error. Exactly. And like you know, you're, you're still going to have that, that value at the wide receiver position once tomorrow. You want Gallup too? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would I be interested Gallup. in Gallup. I way. do love Gallup. I actually don't have him. I sold him. Mike, yeah, you did. I have Gallup. So on the block. <laughs> All right. So moving on, I hate to break it to everybody, but Nick does not have the next pick. I actually traded for this pick from Nick. I took Keyshawn Vaughn at Love Tampa that. Bay. Um, like his spot a little bit better than what the next pick will be. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, my team is what Porkman would call butt. So I basically tore it down last year. I did what I had to do. I needed a starting running back when Keyshawn Vaughn, I think he's the guy from day one. I think he's going to be great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that is the logic for my pick there. If you don't like it, that's fine because we're moving on anyway. Um, <laughs> well, you, yes. you traded you traded me your running back last year. So Did I? I don't remember. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. That pissed and, me off. <laughs> yes, Michelle, I know you tried <laughs> oh, to yeah, get him did. from me. <laughs> I like Singletary. It's just I like Keyshawn Vaughn more. Yeah. So that's why I declined it. Obviously, so. me too. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, fight with you about that. So we're going to move on. And what would have been Kate's pick went to um, Porkman. This is this is your friend, um, J. Brian 88. His name again, I'm sorry. Forgive me. J. Ron. J. Ron. So he went, uh, he actually had the next two picks and he made some damn good picks too, in my opinion. Some people are going to say that his second pick is a bit of an overdraft, but I'm going to tell you what, he doesn't draft for a while. Okay. And he might have lost them. So with the one seven, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. One seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, he went with Cam Akers, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. And his second pick, he went with Michael Pittman Jr. Now his next pick was the two two. There is a good probability that he would have been gone after that. Oh, so man. what I'm going to do to just speed things up, we're only going to talk about our picks because well, I'll I'll, I'll explain to you why he you took can, Michael Pittman. You could touch on it absolutely because I love um, me some Michael Pittman. Yeah, he he absolutely loved Michael Pittman. I've been trying to tell him to look at tape for months now because he was dying to get into the dynasty junk like me last year. But um, I always told him, I said, if you like a guy, take your guy. Don't try to wait. Don't try to play the game because the majority of the time he's going to be going. And then one of the leagues, the other leagues where he was in, Garrett actually took Michael Pittman right before him. He was freaking flipping out, calling me and all this stuff. That is a very <laughs> but, um, Garrett Price thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Not but, America's sweetheart so much, is he? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? But he's um Michael Pittman's physical at the line. He can beat people off of breast coverage. He has the speed to do so. Um my only issue with him was a little bit was a little bit of separation issues. Um uh, with people that like to do a lot of fifty fifty balls. There's a reason why you're doing a lot of fifty fifties, because you're not really getting separation. But I mean, if he can improve on that, he should be really good with that. So I'm glad he actually went up and got his boy. I know there's a lot of other good receivers out there, but if you love somebody, just take him, especially if you don't think he's going to fall to you. I agree. Um, so our next pick at the 1-9 is Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Then I had back-to-back -back picks. Um, I got these somehow. Well, actually, um, I believe I got this in the Dalvin Cook trade from Porkman. 
then the next one is where Nick is supposed to be picking. So I went Justin Jefferson um, at the 110. Right. I think he's going to be a PPR monster running primarily out of the slot. And then at 111, I took Jalen Rager for the Philadelphia Eagles. That is not a homer pick. It was honestly, for me, this was a hard pick. It was a toss up. It was either going to be him or it was going to be Denzel Mims. Nine times out of 10, I would take Denzel Mims. But for whatever reason, in this per- particular circumstance, this draft, I felt if I didn't take Jalen Rager, I would regret it. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I went with my gut, which is quite ample. So um, I took Jalen Rager. And then the next pick, you guys are going to be completely shocked. This is where Michelle, as the champion, I just want to say again, she is the champion of the league. She should be picking. However, Mr. Richardson himself has another <laughs> first-round pick. So that is five for the first round. And he took Denzel Mims, which I think is a fantastic pick at the 112. Nick, no one's getting tired of talking to you yet or hearing from you. So please explain your Denzel Mims picks for us. You know, I like Denzel Mims. He's got the he's got kind of everything you want. He's a little bit less to me than CD. He's but he the only concern I have is his route tree is not quite complete. And but that's something you can kind of develop more once you get into the league. But he's got the ability and he's got the athleticism to, to go and get it. I mean, he played at Baylor. Like, you know, there's nothing phenomenal coming out of there as far as quarterbacks or anything like that. Um, I, I was actually mad about taking this pick because we're sitting at 110. I'm like, there's no way that, that you're going to double snipe me. I wanted either Justin Jefferson or Rager over Mims. Sorry. And so if you want to shoot that, that, Mims for Rager trade over. I'll, I'll go ahead and accept. Well, if it's um, Rager for Mims plus, we I don't can know talk about, about that. Um, I thought about a few things here, and I actually I almost didn't take Mims. I almost took uh, Zach Moss okay. out of being petty. And it wasn't because I love I like Moss. <laughs> I, I like Moss quite a bit, but I know Kate wanted Moss at two hundred one. Oh, and I'm, it's also my pick. So you would have, like, that's my pick. That, yeah, you, double whammy. I already heard so much because Denzel Mims is one of my favorite wide receivers yeah. in the class after Judy and yes. Lance. He's my wide receiver three, which is really because he's been going so late in drafts, and all of us seem to be really high on Mims. So I haven't mm-hmm. seen him go as late as 210. Yeah. Wow. 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 Jeez, that that is deep. Deep. I tried to trade up so hard to get him, and the person was like, no, I'm taking Mims. I'm sorry. He dropped to 210. Like, Nothing. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, I think I had Mims at receiver four. I had Rager ahead of him, um, but not by too much. But so I'm, I'm super happy about that. I I went into this draft knowing who I was going to take at 112, and it wasn't Mims. Um, the trade that we made for you to get that 106, and I picked up that other pick. That's who I was going to take at 112, for sure. But I thought, you know, he's going to fall. Let me get another receiver prospect here. So, well, either way, great pick, great, pick, great first round. So we're going to move right, right along. And at the two one, we're going to hear from Kate for the first time. Uh, what should be Flea Flicker's pick is hers, and she took Zach Moss, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Did Devin Singletary get replaced? Sean McDermott said he's going to have the Frank Gore role. My personal opinion is the Buffalo Bills saw an opportunity to upgrade. And they took it. Kate, your thoughts on the pick? Uh, I I think you're absolutely right there. I do think that Moss is a 
an upgrade to Singletary, which hurts me to say because both Michelle and I love Singletary last year. Um, I, you know, I think Moss is like one of the most fascinating prospects because when I watch him, I feel like he's got the most undisputable tape that, that I watch among any prospects, but that dude gets no respect in draft Twitter. I, I cannot figure it out for the life of me. Cause I, I see every single trait that you'd want in an elite running back. And now he gets uh, a situation where he's going to be primed for goal line work. He's going to be counted on in critical down situations. I don't really think there's much of a, a dispute there between Moss and Singletary when you look at just even the, the size discrepancy there. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think at the the two one, that's fantastic value. Um, I know some drafts, obviously he's going to be all over the place, but ADP this time of the year is still going to be all over the place. So uh, moving along. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, Porkman, you, I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names. Your friend's name again. It's J. Ron. J. Ron. Yeah. Why am I so bad? What's wrong? With so he took he took <laughs> T. Higgins at the two two. Nice um, I like T. If anybody wants to touch on anything that I'm just kind of glossing over, because we're going to get into a bunch of uh, bunch of our picks real soon here. Um, the next pick should be mine, but that was R. Bumhart ninety five. I don't know how to say that, but uh, he sure. took Henry Ruggs the third. Um, just want to say yeah. I am personally not a Henry Ruggs fan. I don't own him own him anywhere. Um, I might not. I don't know. I got I got him in one league at the two oh eight. It was one with with uh, with you guys, and I took him just because the value was so. It was just there. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. good value though. Two eight. Um, then the next one we're going to hear from Kate again. So um, I wish Chev was on this podcast because he is a big fan of her next pick. AJ Dillon, running back from the Green Bay Packers, goes at the two oh four. Kate, if you could touch on that pick a little bit, please. I feel like my love for AJ Dillon should not be surprising to anybody who knows me. I'm like the the world's biggest Derrick Henry supporter. And he's he's like a, a Derrick Henry link for me. When I'm looking at the opportunity, I don't think he's as much a uh, an asset that we're gonna be able to rely on consistently through the, the 2020 season, but I do think that I like I couldn't envision a world ever where you see Aaron Jones get another contract. The time is is there. He's, sorry, guys. It's okay. um, the, the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of time for him to take over those snaps in a, a Green Bay offense that I expect to run the ball. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, um, if you guys, you know, depending on which podcast you're listening to on, I am not the biggest AJ Dillon fan personally. Um, I just don't see it, but you know what? That's why you need to listen to more than one podcast. Um, what I found from listening to the ball Plaza podcast specifically is they have a different way of looking at things that I do. What that does to me is it makes me change my perspective on things. It makes me really analyze how I do things because, um, to be successful in fantasy football, specifically dynasty, you need to switch up your mindset and how you think you can't approach every league the same or all you're going to do is lose. So um, make sure that you listen to everyone and then make your own decision based off that. So Kate with the AJ Dillon pick, I wouldn't have made it, but she would have. So <laughs> I wouldn't have made it either. Well, so can saying. I also, so like everybody listening some context, to give everybody listening some context, I am in full rebuild. So okay. this is a team that I do think is going to benefit from AJ Dillon next year. I don't expect to win anything this year. 
I'm not going for winning. I'm going for, um, you know, just setting myself to be up in a good spot for 2021. Okay. And I think that, that Dylan's value is going to greatly exceed his value this year in 2021. So that's where I'm, that's where my head's at. I will also say looking at our draft board, I think this is the one draft I've been in where like value didn't drop. No, it, it didn't. No, not at all. Really died off. And normally you see a guy like Higgins or Mims or even Zach Moss, like getting towards the middle second, late second. Mm-hmm. That just did not happen with any of these prospects, even like Pittman. Going so early, I know we talked about that, but normally he's a guy that you can snag later too and you feel good about that. I don't know. They really got soaked up, all of these top guys. Yeah, I actually like the A.J. Dillon pick here. You know, I don't think he's – he's I don't think – he is not one of my favorite prospects in this draft, but his situation is something that I like. Exactly as you said, Aaron Jones is not about to get paid by the Packers. He no. is. He's no, getting no, no, that no. goal. Like he's. Do you think he's he gets going paid somewhere? By anybody? Oh yeah, no. He'll he'll play somewhere. I don't play. I don't want to just, for that, the amount of money that he's looking uh, for. Uh, no, he's not going to get paid the way I think I he wants think so, to get yeah. paid. He's he's a big benefactor of Rogers. Um, AJ Dillon may not be my favorite prospect, but being in, I think he's he's going to get a crack at the starting role. He's going to get that job next year, theoretically, sure. right? And yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be the quarterback for at least one year. His value literally cannot get lower than the 204. So if nothing else, Kate could flip him later for more. And I think like the, you know, if he was maybe utilized more as a a receiving option, I don't think he would have even fallen this far. I think, you know, when you're, you're looking at this guy, you're looking at sort of the overall potential uh, and you're, you're getting a value because of the, the lack of receiving. Absolutely. Sure. All the time. Oh, yeah. So, and they clearly, I mean, Jamal Williams ain't it. So, AJ Dillon can see work sooner than later. Yep. He's just a bowling ball. Yep. All right. So, we're going to move on now. (sighs) And hey, look who's back up on the clock at the 2 5, uh, which should be our Bumhart 95's pick, is Nick Richardson. And he took the first quarterback off the board. He takes Joe Burrow. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a one QB league. I want to just go ahead and say that, but um, that's okay. Listen, if you're if you're planning on taking a guy that you could you think in theory could play a decade or more, why not do that? And again, like uh, like Michelle and Kate just touched on, even if it doesn't work out for him, he could flip him for more later. So smart pick, Nick. Briefly, if you want to discuss this pick as well. Yeah, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's you know I don't think he's. Mahomes or anything like that, you know, we can point to, yeah, he just threw how many yards and 60 plus touchdowns, uh, you know, in college breaking records. He doesn't do that without his cast, like his receiving core and Clyde Edwards played a lot, but I think he's a damn good quarterback. And he goes into a situation with a potentially healthy AJ Green, Joe Mixon, Boyd, now T Higgins, T Higgins. I love T Higgins. Like, I think he's going to – they're going to bloom together really, really well. I mean, you just saw, you know, what he did. And I looked at my my quarterback um, depth, and I don't really love it, even though it's one quarterback. You know, I've got Dak, shocker. Um, and then behind <laughs> that, I've got Tannehill. And, you know, I like Tanny, but it was last year real? I don't know. Yeah. And – if whatever situation happens with Dak, I want a quarterback that I think I can plug and play week one uh, okay. next year, not this coming year. But yeah. and I think Joe Burrow's that guy. 
Plus, we don't know where Dak's going to be playing in 2021. For sure. He could be the Eagles because y'all don't have a quarterback that can stay healthy. Oh, my God. Okay, so for the record, let's touch on that real quick. Hot take. Did you know that in one last season, Deshaun Watson has missed more games than Carson Wentz? That's fair. Yeah, so therefore, Deshaun Watson is an injury-prone quarterback, but we are going to move along. (laughs) Also, Ryan Tannehill has missed more games, as has Ben Roethlisberger. Tannehill with those ACLs. Moving along, the next pick, redeeming himself, we got Porkman, and this is going to come as a massive shocker to everybody. At the two, <laughs> six, I think, Rat, he takes Van Jefferson, uh, for guy. which he has a massive, massive man crush. He is the best Jefferson wide receiver in this rookie class, according to Porkman. So Van Jefferson off the board. Is it too early, Porkman? Is it just right? You tell me. You are pork man. You love this dude. Tell me all about it. Um, yeah. Uh, after <laughs> um, watching a little bit of yeah. tape, <laughs> after watching tape of him and you know professing my love to a BZ almost every day in our group <laughs> chat. Facts, man. Facts. Every day. Every I just, day. I fell in love with his route running. Um, a lot of people say, oh, "Yeah, he w- he was open because of busted coverage." It wasn't busted coverage. It was busted ankles. And every time he would be downfield, it's wide open, catching the ball, great hands. And it also helped that he went to a great fit with the Rams. Uh, McVay. Agree. Yeah, McVay loves to do three wide receiver sets. Um, my only issue is they got to work on that offensive line. I know we was talking about that with Cam Makers from before. Mm-hmm. But um, if he can slide right into the Brandon Cooks role, he can – he can shine greatly in that uh, on that team. What what role is that? Uh, getting massively concussed on a week in week out basis? Damn. Well, no. Before he did that. <laughs> wow. No, I, I agree. Um, I think he can no, definitely take that role for sure. Yeah, he definitely can take the role. And with um, Josh, he, I think he can beat out Reynolds. My in yeah. my opinion, I agree. And Robert Woods, I believe his contract is almost up and they have to pay Cooper Cup soon. So they're going to have to make a decision between Woods and Cup, which is the obvious choice would be Cup. If he can slide a number two and that offense can get dynamic again, I think my personal opinion, I think this is the steal in the middle of the second. Okay. Just from my film study. We're going to see how that works out. So what, was, what did you drop on Twitter the other day that like set the world on fire with Van Jefferson? <laughs> it was did Van you... Jefferson greater than Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that yes. was what it was, dude. Wow. Yes, I thought wow. I thought that people were going to try to burn his house down. I don't oh, know. They tried. They tried. <laughs> yeah, but you went out there and threw some bacon at him, so it's all yeah. good. So after yeah, the Van Jefferson pick, we had um, where Kate should be picking through some trades. Matt Stevens took Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for San Francisco. I've seen this guy's ADP all over the place. I really don't know what to think about him. But after that, um, Porkman up again with Brian Edwards. And he is a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Porkman, briefly, so we can move on and talk about Kate's next pick. Brian, yeah, Brian Edwards. Edwards. Brian Edwards is one of the guys, um, I think pre-injury, he probably would have been drafted closer to like the top of the first, near in the, not near in the middle, but with his uh, foot injury. Uh, it made him fall, but his tape is amazing as well. Um, I feel like his route running could uh, get a little bit better, but his hands are good. He made that crazy one-handed catch against Tennessee, caught the middle of the football. That looked amazing. Um, 
breakout age, a lot of people are about that too. He broke out at the age of 17, which is ungodly for most people. That's insane. But, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. So, I mean, if he can slide into the role um, of Tyrell Williams, because um, I think he's a little bit better than Tyrell, um, he can he can eat. And I think they comped him to T.O. I know Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock was all excited about that. So we'll see how that goes. Yes, because everybody is excited about a wide receiver that is a known lunatic. So moving on, um, Kate's next pick. Coming as no surprise, she is a Steelers fan. So she took Chase Claypool, um, who the, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected. Now, I will say this. One thing the Steelers do know how to do um, is draft wide receivers. So if they're taking a wide receiver, you have to pay attention. You just have to. So, Kate, if you could explain to us the Chase Claypool pick. Do you th- Also, just a touch on it. Do you think he's going to play wide out, or do you think they're going to switch him to tight end, or could they possibly move him all over the place? I think he'll be utilized all over the place. I do think he'll – primarily be slotted as a whiteout on the outside. Um, you know, I, I think the Steelers overall, it, they are great with, with drafting the running or the wide receiver position, but um, you know, there have been rumors swirling that perhaps Juju may not be returning. Uh, he might not get that big contract and, you know, the Steelers are sort of on brand for them. They would rather draft an expensive guy and pay Ben Roethlisberger a fat lot of money. Um, which they're good at, that's fine. But I think that Chase Claypool has that that size, speed, um, you know, limited route tree to the point where you sort of have a general idea of how he could be utilized in, in the first year of his career. Um, I like it. I think that, you know, a big body dude is the one thing missing right now. So I'm, I'm all about Chase Claypool. I think he could be an immediate asset. And um, our dog is making an appearance just as much as anybody yeah. else. <laughs> My dog also agrees. Our dog is the loudest thing to ever exist. exist. If you can hear him walking and drinking and chasing his ball, we're sorry. <laughs> he would also take Chase. One brand ball that's, that's fine. I verified. He um, Chase Claypool, that, an athletic monster. He's he's versatile. Give me that man all day, especially here. I. I do feel like, you know, when Michelle said that value didn't seem to drop in this draft, um, you know, I think it it definitely makes a difference in terms of, um, you know, like the the guys that are left, really. Like, I don't really think there's much value on the board here after Chase Claypool with, you know, that upside to have Yeah, when uh, Michael P. Ryan goes after him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's starting to I actually well, want to touch on that. There's one player that I am shocked that went as late as they did, and we'll see that with Big Cat in a little bit. I was but... just going to say, I know who you're talking about. Well, I know. I'll tell you what. Michelle set up that segue for me. Um, she's the segue master. Normally that's me. So the next two picks are mine. And that was the, the 210, the 211 staying amazingly on brand for me. I took the Michael P Ryan at the 210, um, kind of have a thing for him. Probably going to block me on Twitter soon, just like Keyshawn Vaughn block Garrett price. But, um, I think he's got a real chance to be something this year and could potentially be the starter for New York for at least a couple years. Hey, listen, at the 210, if I get a two or three year starter out of the guy, I'm not going to complain. At the 211, I took DJ Dallas. When the Seattle Seahawks draft a running back, much like when the Pittsburgh Steelers draft a wide receiver, you pay attention. Because if there's one thing that it's shown, Pete Carroll does not care about draft status. He doesn't care if you're first round, fifth round, undrafted. 
he does not care. The best player gets on the field. Right now, DJ Dallas is not only the best player on the field for them, because he's the healthiest. So he has a shot. He's got a crack at the 211. I'm not going to complain. Second quarterback goes off the board at the 212. That is Tua. Tag, um, it's Tua. We're just going to stick with that. So um, at the 3-1, yeah, I got sniped because I was hoping that he would come back to me at my next pick, and it didn't work out. And listen, I, I promise at some point we'll hear from Michelle with her pick, but uh, for right now, she doesn't seem to have too many, and we haven't heard from BZ at all either. That's because I have one, zero picks. Well, he has zero picks, so we'll just talk to you a little bit at I the mean, end. Then. So, so I went to go I went to go jump in this draft, right? I was in like five drafts going, and all of a sudden I looked, and it was at like the 206, and I was like, it's done. There's nowhere to move. I mean, it was just like, all right, that's it. I'm just going to let it ride, and I'll – Deal with Nick after, and you know, I can get off him. So the league goes yeah, through Nick on moving up, and it's just like no value dropped. It was just yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna move up for Monster Men. They didn't drop, and then Higgins didn't drop, and no one dropped. And I was like, okay, guess I'm just sitting here at the bottom of the third. Yeah, basically <laughs> what it is. But at the three-one, Kate takes Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers. So Kate, I like the spot. Three-one. Um, I know it's one quarterback, but. He's got some real potential, Potential can't talk tonight, and he has a big arm. So your thoughts on Justin Herbert at the 3-1? Justin Herbert's not a guy that I like as much as a, a true NFL prospect, but he is a guy that I'm more interested in for, for fantasy leagues just in terms of you know his overall mobility um, and just the way that cater, the, the fantasy football scoring caters to a guy that is mobile and a guy that can run. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, I have Russell Wilson as my starting quarterback behind him. I've got Kyle Allen, Nick Foles, and Alex Smith. So I, I really, I really bank getting a quarterback, uh, here at some point. Tannehill's available. I, <laughs> we're, we're all good now. Um, I, I just think, you know, the upside of a Russian quarterback, even if he's not, uh, you know, my favorite prospect necessarily. I, I'll, I'll take that at the 301 always, especially given my need at the position. But I'll be honest, if Tua was there, I would have taken him above just because I, I do believe in Tua's long-term viability as an NFL quarterback more than I do Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, I believe that this is the ne- the next pick is what uh, Nick was talking about. LaVisca Chenault. Goes at the three two. Nick, is that what you were talking about with FF Big Cats next? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I had him in a mid two is what I, at the lowest I thought he was going to go. That's crazy value right there. I tried to trade Big Cat for this pick, and he just would because he knew I was coming for for Lavisca, and he was like, "No, I I'm keeping it." And DMs were just zero chance unless you just straight overpay. I'm like, "Well, fair enough. Like, get your guy if you don't want to trade it, but." That's right, though. I mean, good value, though, the 3 2 for uh, LaVisca Chenault. So, the next pick, um, so far, this is one of the only picks where, you know, this was actually my pick. It wasn't moved around. And um, I think I did a little bit of sniping, possibly, on the Ball Blast Girls here, maybe because they're Steelers fans. Uh, no, no sniping here because no. I took Anthony McFarlane Jr., running back for the Steelers. Um, they also seem to draft running backs pretty well. I think he's got a shot. Um, Connor has some injury history there. Um, Jalen Samuels doesn't do much for me. Benny Snell was named 
Benny Snail for a reason. He's got a shot. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Kate Michelle, would you like to just touch on Anthony McFarland? I just want to hear what you guys think as Steelers fans. I think we're both really excited about his potential as a offensive weapon. Okay. I hope they put him in a game in, in different ways and use him as a weapon. I don't see him as a three-down back. I didn't, I didn't get that feel from him in film. The stats don't really show that he, he can do that. But I do think we all know Connor is not healthy often. So I think he has a chance for a big workload. So I think you taking him here at the 3-3 is pretty solid. I mean, when you say snipe, he probably, if he fell to me later in the third round, I would have definitely taken him. So I guess you did snipe him, but – I don't have this great feeling he'll ever be a top 24 running back, but I really like his potential to be used as a weapon. Weapon, Maybe like an Austin Eckler before Gordon was gone. And not as talented as Eckler either, though. I do think that, you know, what you're sort of hoping for with Anthony McFarland is, you know, maybe to uh, secure a better handcuff for for James Conner if you own him. I think Anthony McFarland should be the guy to buy because – you know, they didn't utilize this pick for no reason. They've got a crowded uh, running back room, but they still felt the need to draft a guy. And it was very apparent why last year they just did not, they couldn't move the ball without James Connor on, like in the game. And it, it was, uh, it was a shame to watch because the Steelers had stellar defense and it, you, you would have yeah, thought yeah. if they could produce some sort of running game, then they probably would have been, uh, in the playoffs in 2019, but it, it really, it was so. Remember last year, Jalen Samuels was going to steal James Connors job. A healthy James Connors job. And then he couldn't even steal his job when James Connor missed so many games. And now he's lucky to make the team. If he makes it, it's right. only because maybe they'll use him at the tight end position. Honestly, but... that's their best bet for yeah. Jalen Samuels. And hopefully, you know, maybe your leagues will, will give you that sort of crossover tight end. That's the danger of flexibility again. That's the danger of one good game, man. One good game. People are like, oh my God, you're amazing. Hold on to everything. Yeah. I can objectively say that he was one of the worst pure running backs I saw in the 2019 season. He was dreadful. My whole thought there is at the 3 3, if I get a RB3 for a couple of years, I'm happy with that pick. Um, Banking on the receiving yards there. So the next pick, the 3 4, was Antonio Gibson, um, who. Riverboat Ron has claimed to be the next Christian McCaffrey. You've heard it here first, possibly. Then after that, these are both Matt Stevens' 35s picks. Um, He goes Antonio Gibson, who was kind of a wide receiver running back in Memphis, but he is now a running back for the Washington Redskins. Then he took Darrington Evans, running back for the Tennessee Titans. Then after that, another pick by him, Joshua Kelly for the Los Angeles Chargers, who I'm also very high on. And now Porkman um, takes a wide receiver from one of the best teams in the Big Ten. He takes K.J. Hamler, who is a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. So, Porkman, I see you shaking your head. Don't make me drive down there and smack you. Can you talk to me about your K.J. Hamler pick, please? Well, obviously the best team in the Big Ten is Ohio State. It's Rutgers. We know. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, the only reason I took K.J. Hamler here, I feel like it was good value down here. Um, draft capital was pretty good for him as well. Um, and it felt like their their idea was just to put uh, weapons around Drew Locke. That's what they did, especially with the getting Judy first round. They got Albro and and they got K.J. Hamler as well. So they just seemed like they just got speed, speed, speed. Um, it just seemed like it was just good value here in the third. And, you know, 
it wasn't too it was like starting to get like slim pickings down here and for my team i kind of need a, a receiver around my flex position i have running backs uh pretty good on this team so i just like i like his speed it, he didn't he didn't run in the combine so um just by looking at game film and going by what you were saying mike about him um he was like diet henry ruggs but yeah. he felt like he was a little bit better i do so, um also uh, another Penn State guy to look out for coming out is Jahan Dotson. Um, he's kind of a KJ Hamler esque type skill set. Also, grew up 20 minutes away from me in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. I live in Northampton, so pretty close. Fun factoid for the day. So, moving on, um, the next pick was actually me, and that is Adam Troutman from the New Orleans Saints. So, at the three, whatever we're at, um, losing count here. Sorry, I apologize. Um, I went for pure ceiling here. Um, I think if the Saints take a tight end, you got to pay some sort of attention to it. Um, he was drafted at a good spot. Excuse me. Um, Sean Payton knows how to put guys in his in positions to succeed. So I like the pick here, but I like this next pick better because for the first time today, we get to hear from Michelle about one of her picks. Now, I'm actually a little – I'm surprised by this one, Michelle. So you took John Hightower, wide receiver – from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he is a later round pick. I believe a fifth round. I don't have my uh, draft in front of me. Um, I believe me and Porkman, like a different wide receiver, the Eagles took later. He's coming up in two picks. So tell me your thoughts on John Hightower and why you took him here. So um, like I said earlier, you guys, I'm actually surprised by my pick. <laughs> like when I'm looking back, I'm surprised by my pick. I do really like John Hightower. I do think in the third, that's a little early. I think I got really shook because I was looking for uh, Josh Kelly, Darrington Evans, Antonio Gibson, Anthony McFarland, or KJ Hamler, and they all went right before me. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted Josh Kelly. It's not even like I, I'm not big of a fan of his talent, but I think the situation he's in is – one of the best. Uh, Austin Eckler kind of showed he's not going to be productive on the ground, not going to be efficient. So I still think he has a massive workload, but either Justin Jackson or Josh Kelly are going to get a, a good share of these carries. So he just has to beat out Justin Jackson. And right. I, I like Justin Jackson, but I don't think that's a hard competition. Anyway, I would agree. So I, I went with John Hightower. I really like him. I wanted to make sure I got him. I didn't have a fourth round pick. Um, he, he's a massive sleeper, right? But I think the Eagle wide receiver group is wide open for the taking. Um, and I don't necessarily think just because someone was drafted earlier, they, they get the job. Deshaun Jackson has shown that he's having issues staying healthy. John Hightower is that really fast dude that you can just have run straight down the field. And let's see if it works out early on in his career. I don't think he's a, a long-term type of wide receiver with a long career, but I do think he could break out. Pretty fast if he was ever given the opportunity. He ran a, a 4-4-3. He's really tall. Uh, had you know some of the most deep receptions in college football. So I like taking the chance on him. It's a deep sleeper, though. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're swinging for the fences here at this point, and from what I could tell, this is this is your only pick of the draft, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I almost 100% guaranteeing I somehow missed Tyler Johnson was on the board because he would have been my pick. Yeah, and I, you're right. He did go in the next round, went about five or six picks after you. But, um, hey, you're swinging for the fences. You're going for ceiling here. And to be honest with you, they took a bunch of wide receivers this year. They got a couple in undrafted free agency as well. So anything could happen. We don't even know if Alshon Jeffrey is going to play this year. 
Porkman, who's leaning against the wall right now, hopes he doesn't. Are you leaning against the wall, Porkman? I'm chilling, bro. Okay, he's chilling. Um, that Jack Daniels is that bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, hey, it's setting in. Is that thing empty yet? Uh no, nah, not yet. No, Let's you got to kill that tonight. But um, moving on, because we got work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Michelle. Now I'm going to ask you this: the next pick, okay, was Porkman's pick, and that was the Antonio Gandy Golden. So before we get to Porkman here, Michelle, did you have High Tower over Gandy Golden? Or was it just one of those draft things where I'm guilty of this too? I just missed the guy. You know, like sometimes you want to take somebody just in the, the midst of scrolling and whatnot, you happen to miss somebody. Is it one of those things? Or are you not high on Antonio Gandy Golden? Yeah, I think it's a mix of like I don't think Antonio Gandy Golden would be high in my rankings at all. Uh, I, I just think he's in a worse situation. I don't know. I'm not that high on him personally, but like if I'm going to do rankings, Devin Duvernay is going to be higher, maybe even like Dan Cloutier, a Tyler Johnson. I kind of just went, you know, I have different draft strategies all the time. I just went for like that home run play. It's not always okay. the thing to do, but I only had one pick. I really needed to make a count and I, I wanted to shoot for the fences there. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I completely get it then. So Porkman, your thoughts here on your pick for AGG. Yeah, AGG was one of those guys, that, you know, Playing at Liberty, his competition wasn't very good. But the good thing I like to see is that he actually took advantage of the competition and did very well with it. Um, when he went to the Senior Bowl, he was one of those types of guys that actually flashed a lot. And, you know, usually the guys that's in the, the smaller schools, they don't really – they come up and they get nervous. Now, he was a little bit nervous, but once he got his, uh, his feet wet, came into the Senior Bowl, he played – very well, and I believe he actually scored a touchdown from your boy Gordon. Um, he did with with that um, Washington offense. Yeah, it's a little sketchy, but who else is there? They got McLaurin, mm-hmm. they got Sims, yes, but Hel- Harmon didn't show up last year. I'm not really sure why. He looked pretty good, so to me, it's a good opportunity. And I'm tired of everybody pooping on my boy Haskins. It was his rookie year. He's nervous. <laughs> I get it. He took a selfie. wasn't even ready to take the snap on the point after. But hey, I think he's gonna he's gonna do well. Just give well, him some time, and he can spread the ball around. He should be fine. I know you don't like him, Man, Wait till I say this. Once the Redskins get a quarterback, AGG is going to be just fine. Um, I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins. Ohio State quarterbacks do not work out. Porkman, you should know that. I'm gonna say a name, and I'm just gonna watch your reaction. Ready, Bobby Hoing. Yeah, why you go back to the nineties, my man? Yeah, because I'm older than you. That's what I do. So well, I remember Bobby. I know Bobby. I know Joe Germain. I know all the people. Troy, Troy Smith. Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Well, just so you know, AGG was one of Polly Sleeper's big guys. So you know he's yeah. all over him as well. Okay. So Polly knows what's up. Love Polly. Great dude. Got you, my we man. all love him. He Polly Sleepers for a reason. So if he's talking about AGG, get on that now. So the next pick is uh, J-Ron, and he took Quez Watkins, who Porkman and I both like a little bit more than John Hightower, just a little bit, but that's probably more of a pure NFL standpoint. He plays special teams more than Hightower does, um, so I think that's going to get him on the field sooner. Um, I finished out the third round with James Proach. I think it's Proach. I don't know. Proach, Proach, whatever. I think it's Proach, Um, James Proach. Whatever it is, he's a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Somebody has to catch those ugly passes down there from Lamar Jackson. Um, Nate, 
from the Dynasty Rewind was talking him up. So I figured I'd grab him at the end of the third round. I also had the first pick in the fourth round, and I took Jordan Love, even though Porkman took the guy that I like more the next pick, and we're going to get to that. But Jordan Love, you know, Matt LaFleur took him, so I figured, why not give it a shot? If LaFleur likes him and he's going to be there for a while, it's worth it. I don't own any Jordan Love shares aside from this one because I usually take the guy that Porkman took next, which is Jacob Eason. Um, I like him a lot. Porkman, you know, you and I are kind of the Jacob Eason guys on the Dynasty Rewind here. Um, But I just, I kind of zigged when other people also zigged, but in a different direction. I'm not going to say zag because I'm weird. So tell me about the Jacob Eason pick. Um, I think he fell into a perfect situation with Frank Reich. Uh, They also have uh, Phillip Rivers there. Obviously, he's not going to be there forever. Old man Rivers. 85 years old. Got pissed off playing with him on Madden the other day, playing against Chev. He freaking sucks. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Jacob Eason, um, arm talent is great. It was just I started looking more into why he fell and everything, and it was more like character stuff. Uh, Frank Wright can get his butt and fix that, in my opinion. Just just get get your face into that playbook and keep it moving. The job is the job is his, pretty much. In my opinion, um, Brissett ain't it. He did like negotiate him, his but... own contract, though. I just want to point that out. Whenever we talk about <laughs> Jacoby Brissett on the Dynasty Rewind, I am required by law to say he did negotiate his own contract. Okay. I'm yes, old. I repeat did. myself. What do you want from me? Oh, you're middle aged, right? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you are too. Um, so <laughs> before we move on to the next pick, which is actually mine, um, Kate, Michelle, you guys watch The Office, right? I think I saw you post about right. that on Twitter. Yeah, that's Religious all we watch. Yeah. So your friend, you're your fans of Dwight Schrute, then obviously. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. So this right here, Lion's Head, is a real thing. He he has drank that in a few episodes from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Um, wow, nice. That's cool. It was my go-to. So the next time I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm going to gift you with a six-pack of Lion's Head. Um, I will get you bottles, however, not cans, because they do have riddles under the caps. Oh, so, that's incredible. That's so fun. I'm not sure I'll drink the beer, but that sounds great. It, the beer is actually really good. It's like she'll do the riddles. I actually really like beer, but I feel like that beer does not look good. Um, it's <laughs> it's like Miller Lite with flavor. Think of it that way. Okay, um, Miller Lite's like the worst beer to ever exist. Are you guys planning on going to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton this year? We really hope so. You know, if everything opens back up, we I will be so sad if that gets canceled. Okay, well, the event last year, I like for anybody who is listening that didn't attend, it was the the first year of the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo last year. Uh, what an incredible group of people that they got together for the first season. I think we're gonna, um, you know, see a lot of uh, changes for the better. We had a lot of great talking panels, like. All around, it was put on by Bob Lung, Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, did a, a fantastic job, um, got to meet a lot of really great people, uh, all passionate about fantasy football. A lot of fans turned out, too, in the first ever year, so I think... When is it? In August? It's August 16th, I think. 16th. You guys think it's going to happen? I Bob says so. It's possible. If the season happens as scheduled, the expo will happen as scheduled. You think so? That's what if it happens without fans? That's the thing. I don't think it's going to happen because the whole social distancing thing. Yeah. I, I personally, I have a bad feeling about stuff. Just being out on the streets and seeing what's happening every day. It's just, 
I'm not feeling it. It's going to be uh, – I think we're in for a, a, a long rest of the year, put it that way, unfortunately. Yeah. Just I don't like that attitude, BZ. It's a bad <laughs> attitude, but, you know, I'm just, trying to be, just trying to be reasonable. Yeah, Let's you hope know. it happens because I want to meet – I, I, I want to meet BZ. I want him to come in. Nick, I'd love if you come up. Kate and Michelle, I hope you guys are there because I want to deliver this lion's head to you in person. So uh, make sure you get on Bob Lung's Twitter and tell him to make sure that that Fantasy Football Expo happens. Um, I bought the consistency guide. I'm a massive nerd. I want him to sign it. So I need this to happen. I don't want to have to have it mailed to him and then mailed back to me. Um, but enough about me, except for the fact I do have the next pick. And that was Cole Komet, the 10th tight end on the Chicago Bears roster. The cream does ride to the crop, the top. Sorry, they did get rid of Trey Burton, who is a bum. I think he's going to be the guy there. So um, next guy up, Michelle, I want you to touch on this because um, you said uh, just kind of through scrolling and you kind of missed them. So this is the guy you were talking about at the 5-4, Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay goes. So um, sorry, 4-4, forgive me. Nick, thank you very much. I'm used to most rookie drafts being five rounds. This one is four. My bad. I'm in too many leagues. Not as many as BZ, though. Um, <laughs> BZ's <laughs> amount of leagues almost matches my age. So that is a lot yeah, for the record. Um, kind, but, of, so, kind, of, kind, of, kind of stupid. Yeah, it's a little stupid on my end. But hey, what are you going to do? Well, you That's right. You're just going to keep plugging away. So at the 4-4, four, four, sorry. Thank you, Nick. Um, Tyler Johnson goes, Michelle, you want to talk about Tyler Johnson? What do you yeah. like or dislike about him before we move on? So it's not even like I, I don't even think I'm one of the highest that I've seen on Twitter, but he actually has the skill set to be a wide receiver one on a team if he needed to be. Agreed. For whatever reason, he fell. And, you know, there was a tweets coming from big people saying that he had character concerns and they felt he was going to fall in the draft. And I know they got really crapped on for saying that but it ended up being true he fell he didn't participate in what was it the senior bowl right and then the senior bowl he didn't get invited he didn't get invited to the senior bowl and he oh. pulled out of the east west shrine game i believe that's, that's what it was yeah but i think didn't he have an in, like a slight injury or something like that i'm not yeah and then 100%. didn't participate in the combine for whatever reason injury or whatever or whatever else but he he fell for some reason which i get draft capital really matters but he has the talent, and if he gets the opportunity, I think he'll be a really good player. Now, he's in a crowded offense, right? Like, you have to compete against Godwin, Evans, now Gronk, and Bray, and O.J. Howard, and Vaughn. Like, there's a lot of competition, but sooner or later, I mean, those guys, all those guys can't be re-signed and stay there. I do think Tyler Johnson maybe won't make an impact year one, but I think he's a really good dynasty pick. Um, to, to be that type of, like, Godwin guy where he breaks out in year three. Um, but I, I do think he has the talent, and who knows? Tom Brady he can beat everyone. We'll see what happens. Yeah, he can. And you know, I think um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is underrated. Let's not forget Todd Bowles is their defensive coordinator. He does know how to run a good defense. Look at what he did in Arizona a couple years ago. Look at the defenses that he put together in New York, which I think he got fired too fast as the head coach of the Jets. But hey, the Jets are going to Jets. Am I right? That's just. They do what they do. I think that Tyler Johnson is going to be a guy that I'm going to be targeting all over the place next season. So he's he's going to do absolutely nothing this year. I have no faith that he's going to be producing in any sort of fashion. He's a guy that I'm going to – I would probably bet $10. I don't know what the odds are, but uh, I would bet $10 that he's going to be on your waivers at some point in 
the off season next year and you're going to be able to get them for free. Maybe. So, but yeah. he's probably going to fourth. Like how, how is it going to get much cheaper than that? You know, Because it, it's the opportunity. It's the fact that he's not going to produce this year. No, so I people mean, drop off. He went in the rookie drafts in round four. So he's not going to get much cheaper than that. Like yeah. maybe if you get him for free, but you, you know, but I think this is a great value for Flea Flicker here. Um, and if I got him at the end of the third, I would have been really, really happy. I'm really annoyed I didn't take him. No, I, I agree with what Kate said, though, because what you're going to do, if you want Tyler Johnson and you missed on him, however, you're going to wait until next year's rookie fever sets in and you're going to scoop him up, like Kate said, again, either off the waiver wire or you're going to give up a late round pick for him. Um, that's what I think is going to happen with Van Jefferson a lot too, Porkman, because people are going to get frustrated that he didn't produce like they wanted him to. Um, because even though we're all in Dynasty, you got to admit, a lot of people play this like redraft and they get mad when people don't produce year one. They just want to move somebody. So watch that. Like I always say, watch people's IRs, watch taxi squads, see who people are re- willing to give up on um, sooner than they should. Moving on from that, um, our Bumhart. I don't know if I'm even saying this right. Is it our Bumhart, Baumhart? It's, it's Ryan. I think his name is Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. So Bears fan, he took um he took Jalen Hurts and then um Matt Stevens took a guy that I'm pretty high on. Um Quintez Cephas. Uh, I like him a lot. I and, like Quintez Cephas quite I, a bit. I, I tried to him. trade up with Matt Stevens for this pick. He, you know, his tape kind of shows he's got the ability. And, and I can't too. and I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Arnett. From Ohio State, or um, it was um no, it was the first one. It's, um, I, can't, I can't think of his name. Oh, right. whatever. Uh, the first corner that got drafted, but the first Detroit, corner, yeah. the Detroit. He said he was the best receiver he played against. He started watching his tape again. The dude's got talent, and he goes into Detroit. Who's above him? You got Galladay, obviously. MJJ. I mean, he's like thirty-one or thirty-two. He's gonna it, Marvin Jones is gonna be there this year. Quintez Cephas is a fourth-round rookie, has the best opportunity to break into a role. Like, for giving up nothing, Quintez Cephas could play. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like him a lot. Although, if you do say his name very fast, Quintez Cephas, it sounds like a venereal de- disease. Oh. We're not going to hold that against them. Um, <laughs> we did do an episode on that on Dynasty Rewind. But moving on... Um, Kate, back up. You took Devin Asiasi, tight end from the New England Patriots. Now, I want to ask you guys a question, both you and Michelle. Michelle, I heard this from you. I think it came out of your mouth. You said the narrative of tight end in New England is broken because you thought, and I think it's you that said this, that Gronk and Aaron Hernandez were just fantastic players. So not necessarily every tight end that's going to go to New England is going to be fantastic. I can't agree more with that because the fact of the matter is if you took Trey Burton and put him in New England, he is not Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He's he's just not. We saw that with, um, I think, Matt Lacoste was his name last year. He had all the opportunity in the world and all he did was get hurt. So, Kate, if you could just touch on this. So I know that that narrative is broken, but they do need somebody. Is that your logic in this pick here? Yeah, it, it's definitely a pure pure upside pick here, you know, it, it's near the end of the fourth round. That's, that's literally what I'm going for. I'm not going to take a guy that I think might be able to produce 
a, a small amount. I, I want a guy that uh, could be the tight end, a tight end one or the tight end one for his team. Um, you know, I need some help at tight end because I need some help at every single position. Uh, I, I've got Hunter Henry and not much behind him. So uh, I, I'm looking this as a, a purely speculative pick. Um, you know, he's a, a better receiver from what we saw in 2019 when he is a blocker. And that's sort of what you uh, hope for. In you want to be just good enough in terms of blocking. But, you know, to keep yourself on the field, but I want you to be a better receiver if I'm looking at you for, for fantasy football. Um, and I feel like that's that's what Asiasi brings to the table. And I think you're looking at the new regime of the New England Patriots, and we don't really know what that's going to look like. So why not? It's going to be weird, right, not seeing Tom Brady start a game for the New England Patriots. It's just – I mean, no. I don't feel bad for Patriots no, fans. I don't you feel had, bad one bit. Big fan. Big fan <laughs> of that. You had two decades <laughs> – so, um, suck it up, Pats fans. Welcome to being a fan of every other team in the NFL. I'm <laughs> not in the AFC anymore. I will say this is the first year the Steelers don't have to play New England in like forever. I'm like, of course. Now we can play. Right. When you get what should be the easy win, yeah, we're just not going to put them on the schedule. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's how it always goes. Trust me. I know. Um, so, moving on from that, Flea Flicker with the next pick in fourth round here. I love he these picks. Love De it. He had the, these next two picks were great, amazing value too. He goes Devin Duvernay, and then he goes Eno Benjamin, who I think after the draft a lot of people were really low on being a seventh round draft pick. Look, Kenyon Drake probably not going to be there forever. Do I think he gets resigned? Yes, but running backs always have that probability of getting hurt. Chase Edmonds, my opinion, just a guy. Eno Benjamin certainly has a shot to do something. He made the team. He got drafted. Um, then. Um, Porkman, I'm going to let you talk for your buddy here, Jaron. He took Dalton Keene, the yeah. other guy in New England. He's the blocking guy, right? Uh, yeah, the blocking guy. They was talking about James Devlin. He retired, so it's possible he can play fullback. Okay, but his um, they said his combine numbers was really good. So this might be the other tight end besides Asiasi because he went in the same round, a couple of picks after him, which was kind of weird. Um, I mean, he could stretch the field a little bit. It's kind of short for the position, it look, looks like. But, you know, Bill Belichick, he's always got something underneath his sleeve. So, hey, it's just a flyer. See what he got, and he could just move on from there. I think he has a good tight end on his team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't have the teams in front of me. So, after that, almost wrapping it up, we had KJ Hill. J. Ron goes again. BZ, I haven't talked to you much tonight, seeing as you sold your soul in this first year. <laughs> Do you have sure any did. thoughts on KJ Hill? For the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, which, by the way, just go back to San Diego. Seriously, yeah, no, I mean, you know, he's he's an interesting guy. I think he's more of a slot receiver than anything. I mean, he's just, I think, with what they have right now. I mean, with between Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I, I don't see him making much of an impact year one. He could be a nice little dynasty stash for the next two or three years down the road for Justin Herbert if they build some kind of chemistry going through. But for right now, I mean, like I said, he's he got drafted where I would draft him, probably near the end of the draft, and just hope. Okay. Yeah, like, like you said, towards the end of the draft, I think he's going about where his value is. So yeah. last pick of the draft, um, what should be Michelle's pick. Again, I just want to remind everybody, Michelle is the champion. First year of this league. Congratulations, Michelle. Um, you went in there. Michelle, just before we talk about this last pick, 
who did you beat in the championship game to win oh, it all? I, I'm just whoa, whoa. refresh my memory. I did beat the master at trading for draft picks, Nick. Uh, but now his team looks a hundred times better than mine. So I pretty much sold out for that year one win. And now my team looks like straight garbage. I am so <laughs> sour about that championship still. Like every time you say that she's the league champ, it's just a dagger. <laughs> it's just you, me too, man. Cause the week before yeah. I was like, I was like, I I'll be here twice this year already. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this one again. And then Saquon runs up the middle and just trashes my team. I want, to, I want to touch on this for a second. I'm still pissed at Flea. I cannot believe – I cannot even – I have to pull it back up. What I offered him for Saquon before you came in there and got him, he had zero <laughs> interest in all of those draft picks. Like, he only wanted the players that you gave. I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Like, I I, I, and then you and then you DM'd me. You're like, he. I wanted to get in there before you did. I was like, I've already tried, and he just didn't have it. Yeah, no, I got lucky with that trade. But now I'm really, my team is banking on Lamar and Barkley, pretty much just carrying me because the rest of it is kind of like, eh, eh. True, but you do have a lot of time for the playoffs start. Plenty yeah. of time to make moves. So it's May. Um, again, plenty of time. So. Hey, congrats to Michelle again. Fantastic gear. <laughs> Nick, um, congrats on second place, my friend. Poor guy, Thanks. man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, hey, you second place. That That's no slides. That's I mean, a, I'm going to take it this year. You can lock that one up. Okay. You heard it here first. One loss. One loss. Bold. One loss in the playoffs. Lock it up. <laughs> All right. We're, we're locking it up. Nick is going to win it. So we have one more pick in the draft um and that's ff big cat um closing it out with michael warren the second who was an undrafted free agent pickup by the philadelphia eagles they did not select the running back in the draft um kind of surprised that he got taken in the draft seeing as he was an undrafted free agent however i'm surprised that he did not get drafted at all i had a fourth round grade on him that being said he's got a chance to do something i think he makes the team um they did re-sign Corey clement <laughs> He's whatever. Thank you for the 100 yards receiving in the Super Bowl win. Um, aside from that, whatever. I think the Eagles go in with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Michael Warren as their three, and Clement gets cut or treat. That was the Sons of Dynasty draft. I just want to thank everybody again for listening in. Um, this has been a lot of fun for me. A lot of people in this room right now that I've been wanting to talk to for a long time, having us all together, um, kind of a special thing for me. Michelle, Kate, you guys especially, I've wanted to talk to you for a long time. Nick, we talked last week. BZ, we talked earlier today. Porkman, yeah. we're basically the same person. We talk all the time. <laughs> Every day. Um, mostly about food, to be honest with you. And puppy dog pals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds stupid. Um, our daughters both watch puppy dog pals. So. Of course. You know, sure. Your, your daughters. Oh it's awful. So. Hey, hey, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I watch it. But still, it's not the point. <laughs> Well, I've caught myself watching uh, cartoons. My wife comes downstairs. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, me and Cora are watching this cartoon. She's like, she went down for a nap 45 minutes ago. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to finish this episode, then go do some yard work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, listen, that's it. Uh, whichever podcast you're listening to this on, if you're listening to it on the Dynasty Rewind, thank you again. If you're listening to this on the Ball Blast podcast, thank you again. Thank you for supporting all of us. So, I'm going to go ahead and sign off now. If for whatever reason you are so inclined to follow me on Twitter, 
you can follow me at the Embauer 85. I would much rather prefer you follow the podcast at the Dynasty Rewind. So, league champion Michelle Majuk. Nick, I'm looking at you squinting at the camera right now. Where can we find you on Twitter? So you can find me at BallBlastM, BallBlastEM. Okay. Um, and then you can find our website at, um, what is it, BallBlastFootball.com. I should know it. <laughs> <laughs> We're new. Yeah. And Kate, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, find me at FFBallBlast. And you can follow our podcast, BallBlast, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff, at BallBlastFB. And BallBlast is one word. Everyone one word, yeah. Yes. And I highly twice, we smush it into one. Yeah. I highly recommend subscribing, following everywhere that you can. Um, so first round draft pick hoarder and second place finisher. Nick, where can we find you on Twitter? You can uh, you can find me at, at Fantasy Spinoff. Um, ask me anything you want about first round picks. That's it though. Only first round picks. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Big facts right there. Go guys. First round picks and watching his team finish in second place in the NFC East. And Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, Eagles number one. Um, <laughs> at FF Porkman. You're like the least excited person ever. Yeah, Eagles number one. So you can find Porkman at <laughs> FF Porkman. My, my kids are asleep. I want you to punch a hole in the drywall. So you could find him at FF Porkman. Find him every week on the Dynasty Rewind. Porkman, love you, buddy. And the man that brought us all together. BZ, please, where can we find you? Where can we find Sons of Dynasty? Where can we find the Undroppables? We need to know all of these things right now. So you can find me at the BZBFF on Twitter. Uh, Sons of Dynasty, we're at Dynasty Sons. And at the Undroppables, that's the uh, that's where we're at on Twitter. You can also look at us on uh, cantcutlist.com. And, you know, you can find all of our rankings there, articles. Uh, hopefully have a pod dropping in the future here. And, uh, yeah, we're just kind of going at it. So good times. Okay, great. And if you like this podcast, please DM me. Let me know. Um, you can DM Michelle and Kate. Tell them, let them know. We can get something like this going again, gladly. Um, Dynasty Rewind does have a YouTube page now. Unfortunately, as of this publication, there's only one video on there, and it's just of me. Not much to look at. We also have an Instagram page, just some stupid pictures. We also have a Facebook group. So, Check us out on all platforms. I'm a busy man. But hey, listen, I'm going to kick it back over to your show's host now. They're going to close out the show for you. So everybody, again, from the bottom of my heart, from everybody else, thank you for hanging out with us and talking about the Sons of Dynasty draft. Yeah.